0: oh here goes and welcome to episode 71 of throwback oops woody v is in the house as always please follow the show on youtube and wherever you listen to your podcast we appreciate the ongoing support from all our fans and as always i'm joined by my main man robbie clayton what's
1: up bro What's up, Woods? Good to be back. Um, I know it's been a really busy week for both of us doing our actual real jobs. So yeah, we're <laughs> exactly. kind of looking forward just to take a bit of a break from that and talk about the the game that we love so much. So here, yeah, let's do it.
0: And uh, you're fresh off uh, being a special guest on another podcast, aren't you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll talk a little bit about that when we sort of get to the NBL One East. And um, yeah, I had a c- couple of games on KO Freebies last week, which is good. So yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But um, yeah, let's get into it.
0: No problem, no problem. So let's kick it off, man. Um, what you got for us today?
1: Sounds good. So, yeah, look, um, I'm actually hanging the same player of the jersey you're wearing today, so I won't talk too much about that. But, yeah, I just thought it would be a good time to sort of hang a Josh Giddy white OKC jersey. Um, you can probably see that one still got the tags on it, so it hasn't actually been been worn on that one, but we'll certainly get a, a bit of wear on that one. Uh, I'll just stand up and show you the one I'm wearing today. Um, yes, I do know the news that he's no longer a Wildcat, but I'll tell you the reason why I'm wearing it. So, one sec.
0: And Robbie's wearing... The white Wildcats number eight, Mitch Norton jersey. What a trailblazer and a veteran he's been, not only for your Wildcats, but across a couple of other teams as well. Absolutely. It's a
1: pretty rare one. This is the road jersey as well. Obviously, we know they wear sort of white when they have the road jersey, so it was always pretty hard to get those Wildcats jerseys in white. So, yeah, look, as I said, the reason I'm wearing it Totally aware he's no longer a Wildcat, but I really just wanted to, to thank Mitch for his years with the Wildcats and, and really wish him luck with the new team, the Brisbane Bullets, which I believe was made sort of official today. Um, So just a little bit on uh, Norto there, Wood. So 30-year-old from Townsville, started off with the Crocs in 2011. um, And when that team folded, um, he headed to the uh, Illawarra Hawks at the time um, before signing with the Wildcats in 2018. So after joining the Wildcats, he went on to win two championships. He was a really big part of that team, playing behind those star guards in Damian Martin and Bryce Cotton. Um, Also had some success as a boomer. He won gold at the 2018 Commonwealth Games in Gold Coast and also at the FIBA Asia Cup in 2017. So, look, he was definitely someone that was always very injury-prone. He always kind of felt like he was a bit of an injury waiting to happen with the Wildcats, but absolutely gave it his all, Woods every time he came out on the floor there. I think that's probably why so many Wildcats fans, including myself, were pretty sad to see him part ways with the team last week. So, yeah, wishing Mitch all the best there with the Brisbane Bullets. Um, I think he's still got something to offer. That's probably part of the reason why I was hoping... He would stay with the Wildcats. He doesn't have the most amazing stats. They don't jump off the page and anything, but we know what a great defender he is. He's pretty, pretty reliable in, you know, pressure situations and everything. And we saw him play that big role in that crucial game against um, Southeast Phoenix when he was out on the court pretty much the whole fourth quarter um, in the, you know, the playing type thing as well. So, yeah, and, and Woods, I don't have any bobbleheads with these two guys, but I was thinking today I must get a Josh Giddy bobblehead, right? So that's something that's it's a must, and I'll probably get you one when I can actually find one as well. So... In yeah, that. and look, with,
0: with, with Mitch Dorton, he's um, heading back to where it all started in Queensland mm-hmm. uh, with the Townsville Crocodiles, right? And uh, he's, right. he's a Queensland local originally, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yep, born and bred in Townsville. Yep. So, yeah, he's a good one for him to get there. And look, I think it's probably the, you know, they need someone on that Brisbane team to sort of help some of these younger guys. I know they've, they've gone a little bit younger this year with their, their plans and their thinking there. So, yeah, as I said, certainly wish him all the best. And I'm sure he'll be annoying when the Wildcats play Brisbane this year and he'll be all over Bryce Cotton, which will probably be fun to watch.
0: And interesting, Aaron Baines played a huge role in actually recruiting him to come over to Brisbane.
1: That's right, because I think a lot of people were like, oh, will he you know, end up going back to the Hawks or anything else like that? And there was some talk of some other teams, but yeah, maybe someone like Baines was the, the catalyst to getting him there. Awesome. What about yourself, Woods? You better tell the story of the one you're wearing. Yeah, special signature
0: version of the jersey I've got. Nice.
1: Oh, so Woods are standing up rocking the number three Josh Kitty, Josh Kitty Blue Thunder jersey. So I know that's one of those ones where they put like a, a facsimile of the signature and charge an extra 50 bucks for that woods, but um, yeah, it is, a nice like it, it is a nice looking jersey. Something like that. I do like the jersey. Yeah, this yeah it does cool.
0: fit nicely. Um, actually, I got this at the NBA store, Sydney. Mm-hmm. So when I went and visited there, I mean, words can't describe how good Josh has been. And everyone in Australia is aware of what he's doing over in the NBA, but... For the Oklahoma City Thunder, who aren't on national TV in America that often, um, a lot of people wouldn't have got a chance to see him at his best until that play-in game against the Pelicans, where he put up that line of 31, 10, and 9. And I was saying, try and give me a better statistical line by an Australian in in a, in a big game like that, right? I mean, it's hard to think of anyone who would have Put up those kind of numbers in, in such a game, right? In a playoff game, for example, right? You know,
1: he seems to be surprising people. Woods, and I'm, I'm sure it's got something to do with his appearance and his, you know, his hair that he's always fixing up all the time. But so many tweets and you know quotes last week where people like, "Wow, this guy's legit. This guy's real," and everything. It's it's almost like they perhaps didn't treat him seriously. You know, he's not the the greatest, you know, jumper on the court and everything else like that. But fundamentally and just um, sneaky big as well. I mean, a six-foot-eight point guard doing what he does there and 20, 20 years of age is unbelievable.
0: And and Joe Ingalls gets those kind of comments as well. And it's funny that his mentor is Joe Ingalls, right? And mm-hmm. he's learned a lot from him over the years. He's very unassuming. But as we said, what a great rebounder. Led the team in rebounding. We've spoken about that before. He finished off his uh, uh, sophomore year at 16.6 points, uh, 7.9 rebounds, 6.2 assists, shooting 48 0.2% from the field, and he's got his three-point shooting percentage into that low to mid 30s, which 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 is a real improvement from last. And you can just see that shot is getting better and better. Um, and you know, as Lee Ellis said when he was on our show, he will be an all-star in this league, right? And that might happen sooner rather than later, right?
1: Yeah, man. Look, we haven't had an Aussie all-star apart from you know Ben Simmons, really, have we? I think he was the yeah, first one from memory. So, first and only. Um, I mean, that would be huge to get it. I was just thinking as well today, Woods, how good he's going to be in fantasy comps that we're going next year as well. So, I know. Yeah, I mean, what do you? What would you say he'd go in in fantasy next year, given his his stats stuffing stats?
0: Well, are. I had him this year, and the problem was the. Uh, The three-pointers point were a bit low, and then he'd have a few turnovers and things like that. So I think he he ended up being about 70 or 80 ranked at the end of the year, right? Something like that.
1: Interesting. But I think he's going to continue to grow. And he didn't get that kind of sophomore slump this year either, did he? He sort of just, he picked it up. He definitely worked on his game. He worked on his shooting and everything as well. So... Uh, it's great to see, isn't it? And
0: that's a great backcourt you've got there, right? With with Shea Gil, just Alex, Alexander and Josh Gideon. They seem to be really good friends and get along really well. So that always helps when you get along off the court. That translates to results on the court. And um big ups to what, what OKC did this year. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well let's get into the into the show, Robbie. We're we're in the beginning of the, the actual playoffs, now the play in have finished. So maybe let's start East, right? Let's start off with our Atlanta Hawks. Uh, against the Boston Celtics. What have you seen so far?
1: Yeah, so look at the time of recording. So it's uh, Wednesday, the 19th of April. So obviously we've seen that game two game go down today. Um, look, I mean, if I'm trying to put my positive hat on, I thought the Hawks definitely were better than game one. Um, they certainly yes, came definitely. out well in the first quarter and they finished the game quite good. I mean, they cut that margin to, I believe, about eight points in the last quarter. and i really... Had a bit of ascendancy there but then just some big defensive plays against for boston um some really um good shooting from them i thought boston today they filled Angeles, you know in the mid 50s i think from memory um so yeah i mean look it's boston did what they're supposed to do they won those two home games there um, unlike a few of the series we'll talk about where there has been some upsets in those those first games um we know they're a complete team boston we know they're one of the better teams in the nba so Probably not a massive shock. The first game was a little bit disappointing with the margin, but as I said, looked a lot better today. Um, keeping that positive hat on, I thought DeJounte has been definitely our best yep. player, um, certainly in the two games there. Um, you know, he's averaging 25. Um, what's he averaging? Sorry, I've got that somewhere. Yeah, he's averaging in the 20s, anyways, our leading scorer. Um, Probably being the negative there, you know, um, Trey's field goal percentage has been pretty low. I think he's better today than game one, but it's still been low and still probably it's a few too many turnovers from him. Um, John Collinswoods <clears throat> has been pretty much a non factor in yeah, his two games. So he, he scored 17 points and had 10 rebounds in two games. Uh, yep. He was just two of 11, I believe, today. So yep. percentages are way down. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Jalen Johnson. There, Woods. I would have loved to have seen him play more. He played four minutes today. That's I just think up, his yeah. length. You know, against a, a big team like Boston, you've got guys like Jale, um, you, um, you know Tatum and everyone else like that. These long sort of guys. I think someone like Jalen Johnson could help there. So, be interested to see how that goes. But look, we know when these players go home, that the role players seem to step up a bit more. So, we might see a little bit of that um, in the big game three on Saturday. So. I've had a few people message me today saying it's going to be a gentleman's sweep and maybe Hawks win one of those games. What's um? What are you reading on that? Yeah, point?
0: I was thinking a five five game series when we did our predictions last week. I thought it'd yeah, be five. I think we
1: both said that, didn't
0: we? Yeah, yeah I think you might have said six actually. Did I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think we could actually push it to six. Right? Uh, it, it really depends. I mean, we were in it today. You know, throughout mm-hmm. the game, we were competitive, and I thought. Boston's de- defensively were really strong today, and, and as you said, Dejounte Murray, 29-6-6. Six and six. A friend of mine actually just texted me today and he goes, Woody, what's going on, man? AJ Griffin really deserves some, some time in that, in, that, in that Hawks rotation. You know, he's really earned it. Why, why is Quinn Snyder not playing him at all? Um, I said, look, you know, Sadiq Bey's now joined the team, and his, his great players probably affected that. What are your thoughts? Should, should AJ Griffin be given some sort of opportunity in that rotation?
1: I mean, you know, there's probably not many bigger fans of A.J. Griffin than me, Woods, but we know what happens in playoff basketball. The rotations get shortened. um, You've got more break between games. They can potentially play guys a little bit more there. So, I mean, look, obviously, you know, Schneider likes Jalen Johnson more than AJ. We've seen that over the last twenty games, and if if Jalen's only playing four minutes, and it's probably not a big shock that AJ Griffin's getting a DMPCD. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. I don't see why they couldn't bring him on for you know a few minutes, you know, midway through the second quarter or a few minutes in the third quarter, just to try and you know break up the defenses a bit. We know Griffin's a a very reliable shooter there, so. And we'll see what happens when they go home, whether they try and change up a few things. Um, Someone I wanted to call out as well um, on the Boston team as well, Woods, um, is Derek White and his ginormous forward. Um, He is killing it. So how's this for stats in these two games? He's averaging 25 points, six rebounds, four and a half assists, um, he's also averaging two blocks a game once, and he's shooting 18 of 29 over the two games. So he's potentially been their best player in these two games and played like 38 minutes today, which is well over 10 minutes more than yeah. his season average there. So he's 33 he, today, actually. 33 and yeah. game one, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah. he sort yep. of, you know, him and Brogdon still sort of share the things, but, you know, he started both games and he's been the difference maker for me.
0: Uh, he's been unreal. And they've got that shorter rotation as well. You see a guy like, um, uh grant williams doesn't play anymore you know and mm. and just uh, brogdon williams pretty much off the bench and, and a few minutes for sam hauser so yeah as you said these these rotations do 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 get shorter but Derek white you know he's come from that system in san antonio he's got that experience now you can call him a veteran and he fits perfectly on that boston roster doesn't he he
1: definitely does yeah
0: all right let's let's move on then to new york versus cleveland mm. uh what are you seen there
1: That was an interesting one. That was one of those series I mentioned before. Where obviously the road team, you know, stole that game one there. Um, So yeah, I mean, Cleveland looked a lot better today. I thought. Oh
0: yeah, they were they they had they had the game the whole way.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, Donovan Mitchell's been pretty good in these two games. He was certainly really good in the first game and sort of led him there. But um, it definitely looks like one of those series that. I would expect to go quite far, I'd say, Woods. Um, yep. It seems like both teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, certainly wouldn't be surprised to see Cleveland pinch that next one in New York and potentially they go that one-for-one one sort of thing there. So, I mean, yeah, they that score probably, you know, they won by 17 in the end. It felt like they were a big all-game um, today, Cleveland. So, yeah, Darius Garland was really big as well today with 32 points. Um, it was a big sort of breakout game for him, I guess, there. I know the Knicks were missing... Um, my boy Josh Hart as well, so he was pretty good in, in game one for him. But um, and obviously um, Randall's back as well, so there was some concern about him with his injury there. So um, in fact, sorry, apologies. Josh Hart did play today. Josh Hart he played under, today under, yeah, he under did, a yeah. big cloud, and he played thirty odd minutes. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know Randall's obviously back. You know, he didn't look amazing in, in you know the first game, but he's, he's he's back and obviously testing out that ankle there. Jalen Brunson's percentages are a little bit down. I mean, he was only yep. five of seventeen today. So he was yeah one of eight from pick, three. Pick that up, yeah. They probably want better from that, wouldn't they? And, yeah, just a, a pretty complete effort, I'd say, from um, Karis LeVert. Was big Karis LeVert, man, I was going to yeah.
0: say, shout out to him. He was amazing off the bench um you, and he's another guy he like led, he
1: yeah. led the team in minutes for him today was he? Yeah. he played 40 minutes off the bench 40 off the bench and scored 24 points so yeah. and they were plus plus 23 with him on the court which is had cool. something to
0: do with isaac Acora going off early right i think he only played two minutes yeah a couple of minutes
1: left. and yeah, yeah. He's, he seems to always be an injury waiting to happen to Korea, just with that style he plays doesn't he but yeah, yeah i mean look we know they're a good defensive team club you got you know jared allen and eric mobley who i believe was third in the all um in the defensive evan player mobley. of the year Evan Mobley, yeah so yeah. Um yeah. I mean like I say I do expect this one to go the distance, so
0: Yeah, it's it it's shaping it's shaping up to be a really good series. Okay, Philly versus Brooklyn. Philly seems to be ruling ruling that series 2-0 there. Um can yeah. Brooklyn come back here. Yeah, I think Philly looked pretty strong.
1: This has probably got that gentleman sweep written on this series as well, doesn't it? Um, you know, Philly definitely seemed to have you know, dominated those first two games pretty easily there. We saw yesterday, and B didn't have the greatest game, but then Tyrese Maxey stepped up and had a huge game, you know, 33 points there and looked really good off the bench. Um, Tobias Harris has been good for him in both oh, he, games. Um, he's when so he underrated. rebounds as well, when he rebounds, you know what yeah. I mean? He sometimes can be a little bit soft there. When he's actually rebounding and doing what he's done these last couple of games, very important player there. So, um, you know, Cam Johnson and, and Bridges have been decent for Brooklyn, but they probably need that third guy to step up um no patty millswoods i know you're not going to be happy about him just you know rotting on the bench there, doing nothing again why why you can't bring someone like him on for five minutes in the second quarter just to try and see if he can get hot is a is a strange one but um yeah um and indeed, you know yesterday look he only had 20 points but he had the 19 rebounds seven assists and he was actually querying the blocks tally i think they gave him three and he said he probably had five for the game which was interesting there but he did get posterized though didn't he by cam johnson
0: yeah he did he did (laughs) cam's an athlete man
1: Yep. Yeah, what's your um, take been on that series?
0: Yeah, look, I I just think Philly's going to potentially sweep this sweep. But I, was, I said five. I, I think I might have said five or six. I Might have uh-huh. said Philly in five or six. But I just just watching watching the games, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly take this third game and and sweep the series there and finish it off quickly.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised the way they've come out in these two games, and that would probably be good for them to to get a bit of a rest and a break there, given that some of these other these series could go a little bit longer anyway.
0: Yep. All right. So let's move on to the eight versus one seed. A huge surprise there. Jimmy Butley, Butler, your mate, uh, and the Miami Heat taking on Milwaukee Um, with a victory there. And maybe you can speak a little bit about the injury cloud hanging over Giannis.
1: Yeah, it's weird with that series. It kind of started before the Hawks-Boston series. And they kind of switched the, the games around with the schedule sort of thing. So they're obviously game twos on tomorrow. So Thursday the 28th. Yeah. Um, yeah, very interesting first game there. We saw Giannis go out early. Um, I believe it was with a back injury. Now he might have an ankle injury or or a wrist injury or something. I'm, I'm definitely no doctor there, Woods, but he's definitely, he's under a cloud. I wouldn't be surprised with someone like Giannis if he actually does suit up and play tomorrow. But, I um, mean, yeah, obviously a big injury for Miami there with Tyler Hero breaking yep. his hand there. So he's out for four to six weeks, they're saying, which, you know, look, unless they really make a, a really deep run into the finals, they say that'll be him gone for the year. So that I think that, be, yeah. that could yeah. impact him, couldn't it? Because they're a team that, you know, traditionally isn't the most, you know, high-scoring, high-octane team there. And he does give a lot for them on the offensive then so someone will have to step up we've seen max strews have some some pretty solid games as well um so maybe someone like him has to have another big one we did
0: speak last week about the highest paid bench former in the nba in duncan Um, robinson this could open up some time for him in that rotation right?
1: It could, but then he's also going to play down the defensive end as well. So against some of these guys from Milwaukee so, that would just, you know, try and try and run him off the court there. But well, obviously maybe not like po- a maybe. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah. I mean obviously Giannis is a key, isn't it, if they can get him back there. But I mean that's a he, big game yeah. for Milwaukee tomorrow, isn't it? I mean, if they go down two nil with those next two games in South Beach, that's that's huge. And that's you know, we don't see a lot of, you know, eight seeds beating a, a one seed there, and that could be a real big upset if they could um, get that get that game two and then go home.
0: And Miami have got a good record against Milwaukee over the years, right? And Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler was really quietly confident about that matchup after, the, after they won that play-in game, you'll remember, right?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. And it's given them that confidence, I think, with that first game. So, yeah, like I said, it's probably just going to be where they get those extra points from with Hero out, but it will be interesting to see what happens there. All
0: right. Well, let's move over to the West then. Let's start off with Denver versus Minnesota. Now, Denver have ruled that series. Can Minnesota take a game there?
1: Well, I mean, it's only been one game so far, yep. so it's a little bit hard to read too much of that. Denver did what they needed to do, but they did—they were very comprehensive. That yep. was one of the more comprehensive game ones, I think, from from any home team apart from maybe Boston against Hawks there. But um, yeah, they did everything they needed to do. I got the impression Minnesota were a little bit tired in that game yep. after playing those couple of playing games there. But so game two's tomorrow, yeah. Game two's tomorrow, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, look—you'd expect Denver to do the business at home and sort of you know do what they need to do there and go back to Minnesota with the lead there and. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert's back and playing it a bit like that now. So, um, And Kyle Anderson actually got into it with someone on the other team rather than his teammate in that, in that game one, which is pretty interesting there. So, yeah, not expecting a whole lot from, from Minnesota in game two anyway.
0: Yep. A more interesting series is the Suns versus the Clippers. And mm. to see Kawhi Leonard, Eric Gordon, and Russell Westbrook all on the same team, I was just saying to, to our friends earlier, Seems odd to see those three playing together at this point in their
1: careers, right? It does. It's nice to see Eric Gordon back out there and, you know, being being a, a very good contributor to a, yeah. you know, a playoff team now after sort of being with the Rockets and that team it has been pretty poor for the last few years there. But you're right. Would you say this has been the best series so far? Woods, or? Yeah. I mean, it's only two games, but, you know, obviously Phoenix had the big win today, you know, squaring the series at one or Look, that was a crucial one for them on their home court there. So the series now goes back to, to LA for two games. But, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Durant, Kawhi, Booker, there's some stars out on that court there. And Corey Craig, you know, Craig, nice, you know? Yeah, he's really playing been playing minutes. well. Yeah. Landale didn't get on today, I believe, did he? They played a lot of Bismarck Bionbo there, so which was interesting they started, decided to go with him there, given, um, let's just say, his limitations on the offensive end. I mean, he scored six points, though, which is probably not a bad effort, but a bit disappointing not to see Landale come on, right? I
0: think I think since Durant has been in the lineup, they have preferred to go with Bionbo as the backup big to Landale, yeah. right? So,
1: and, and to your point, Woods, Tory Craig, 32 minutes today, 17 yeah. points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and he had their highest plus minus of plus 16 for the game. So really important part of their team, right, the former NBL yeah. player. Well, you you mentioned
0: Bridges and uh, Johnson going going out east to to Brooklyn, right, mm. in that trade. And that really opened up uh, uh, some minutes at that wing position, you know, for, for the Suns. And Tory Craig has filled that void admirably, right?
1: Hey, give me your thoughts on Westbrook Woods. You know I'm obviously a big fan. There seems to be all these players I like, whether it's Trey, Westbrook, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, they're all those kind of Players that people love to hate there, but what's your thoughts been on Westbrook's outcome in these first two games? 28 points today.
0: Yeah, and he was amazing. Even in that first game, I think he shot really poorly, mm. but he was the way he impacted the game, you know, in, in various different ways, playing hard defense, uh, really wanting that victory. He's fitting nicely on this team. I mean, you look at this Kawhi Leonard, Nicholas Batum, Zubak, Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, Bones Highland, Mason Plumley, mm. like Robert Covington. I mean, dude. This is not like the team was
1: when the season started, right? I know a certain person with the same last name as me that goes to the Clippers' woods. He's absolutely thrilled that Mark, uh, that Morris has been um, a DMPCD in those two <laughs> yeah. games. He's not a fan yeah. of him there, but I mean, look at Westbrook. You know, especially in game one, there it reminded me of the old John Starks performance. Yeah. He was three of eighteen at one stage, he ended up being three of nineteen, but was probably the most influential player on the court and, and helped exactly. him get the victory there. I mean, that block and then Savory threw it off Devin Booker, which, yep. you know, say the Heads Clippers to make a deep run. Yeah, they'll be yeah. replaying that, that play for years. But, yeah, good to see. I'm not a massive Phoenix fan, so I'm certainly cheering on the Clippers in this series there. And I do think that this one probably could go the distance as well.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if the Suns losing in this for first round, it could... Man, it doesn't. It's not a great look, is it?
1: Nah, true. Considering they're healthy and everything at the moment, <laughs> and
0: Paul George isn't there on the Clippers, do you yeah. think the Suns should take uh, this series still? Right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so let's move on. I mean, we did say that Lakers would beat Memphis one um, 0 Game two tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yep, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, what about Austin Reeves, man?
1: He's been great, hasn't he? seems to be getting more confident as each game goes along now. Probably another one of those players in that Josh Giddy category that players potentially might look at and yeah. don't respect a whole lot. And then before you know it, he's dunking over him or shooting over him and stuff. And look, I mean, only the game won in that series, but that was a big win for Lakers winning on Memphis' home court. 16-point lead there. Um yeah, look, Ja Morant's another one of those star players with an injury cloud there. And um someone actually said a good point to me this week was he's a little bit like those early um early Derek Rose playing with the bulls there, Ja He just basically gets in the yeah. air so much, you know, he probably weighs, you know, seventy-five kilos or something like that. And he's running into these big guys and constantly, you know, going down and getting hurt there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if he's one of those players that in the second half of his career kind of Tries to have you know reinvent his style of play there, but you know, once he's had those, you know, one hit too many there, but he's a big one there. I'm hearing he could be touch and go for that game, too. Yeah, me too. Um, we know they've got obviously a good point guard replacement there, but yeah, I mean, Jaron Jackson was huge in that one, wasn't he? 31 points. So, shout out to him for winning the Defensive Player of the Year award as well. Well Um, deserved, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, AD was really good in that game one, and like you said, guys like Austin Reeves, um, uh, Rui Hachimura as well. In that Man, game. Huge, Rui right? Hachimura. Yeah. I think I read that was the most threes he'd ever hit in a game. I he like, hit four threes in five. The game, so five, five was it? Yeah, yep. so a career high for him there. So and I saw Desmond Bain was talking a bit of smack after the game one, saying, "Oh, you know, he's not going to do that again." Blah blah blah. So we know Memphis like to talk a lot, don't they? But um, yep. yeah, probably that's a crucial game for them tomorrow, isn't it? Lakers have kind of got a free hit at this one with the one nil. They lead. do. They do. They've already stolen
0: home court, right? Mm -hmm. I think what Charles Barkley actually made a really good point. You look at the Lakers roster a few years ago, they were all old, washed up guys. Then they became the, you know, it was almost like a G League bench, right? Of players that, uh, and and now they've actually got players who are quality NBA players on that team. You know, you talk Mm -hmm. about Russell, Reese, Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder, Troy Brown Jr., Malik Beasley. You know, these guys are all rotation plays and on an NBA roster and to go along put these guys alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James Man, this Lakers team is scary man. They could they could go deep here, right?
1: Hey, Woods, I wonder what odds Rui Hachimura would have been for the Lakers for being their leading scorer in game <laughs> one there. I mean, 20, 29 points and led the team in scoring. Just an amazing effort there. So but I, I think you're right with that bench there. They've got guys that could step up. I mean, Schroeder was pretty quiet in that game after having a big you know, game in that play-in sort of series there. So, yeah, yeah they're looking and pretty D good. D. Russ was good, though, you know? Yeah, he so, was a lot better. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, cool. So let's move on to the last series, and I know you want to talk about this one, Warriors versus Kings.
1: I've really enjoyed these first two games. I've got to say, really yeah. good atmosphere. We know that Sacramento crowd's really good there. Um, really impressed with the Kings. Um, you know, they've come up good in those clutch situations there. Um, obviously, the news came out today, Woods. I'm assuming you saw that as well, that Draymond's been suspended yes. for Game 3 there. So it's an interesting one. I'm I'm a fan of Sabonis and his giant head, and I'm probably not a fan really of Draymond Green, but I don't know if he deserved a game. That's probably just my honest take on it there. Um I still get the impression sabonis embellished that one a little bit they're saying he was going for x-rays that might have been all part of it to try and you know get a suspension in there we're only speculating of course but in that little incident we're talking about in game two there sabonis certainly you know held you know draymond's leg there and kind of forced him to be off balance there's no doubt draymond was pissed off about it and put his foot on him there but i don't think it was as bad as the way sabonis was carrying on uh, but that's crucial though isn't it you know they're down two nil and one of their more important sort of players you know is out for that game three there But De'Aaron Foxwoods, you rocked his jersey last week. He's been amazing. You, you, yeah. you took the words and, out of my mouth. And Malik Monk, right? I mean, oh, this man. A, he's a player that the Lakers, <laughs> we spoke about before, you know, they sort of got rid of him in the offseason there and didn't really seem to care getting rid of him. And he was huge in that game. And Kevin Red Velvet Hurt has been, been pretty solid as well. So, yeah, I'm liking this Sacramento team.
0: And getting to the free throw line as well, Malik Monk, a lot, right, in this series. Yeah. I think he shot quite a few in that first first game anyway.
1: What's your take, Ben, on that series? Then?
0: Uh, I, I think... Sacramento, they haven't been one of the premier defensive teams in the league throughout the regular season. I think they rank in the, in the bottom 10 somewhere. Mm. But what they do have is they have Mike Brown, who has a lot of familiarity with that Golden State team, being on that bench, right? And yeah. knowing how Steve Kerr does things. So he, what, what we didn't probably think about when we said that we thought Golden State would win in five is mm. the influence Mike Brown would have having that inside knowledge there. And I think he's been, they've been playing great defense throughout these first two games, which is a huge surprise. And that's on the back of Mike Brown's planning, I feel, right?
1: No, good call. And look, I think Golden State needs to get a lot more from their bench. I mean, obviously, Gary Payton got 13, was the only one that really did anything on the bench. Um, Woods, Jordan Poole, is he a good NBA player or not?
0: I mean, he could he could put up points, right? But, I mean, he, he he's seriously got issues on the defensive end, right? And his shot selection is poor um they can't close out games with him anymore I, I i don't think he's going to be worth the money that he's going to be making right no, let's say definitely. that right well,
1: he played he played 16 minutes in that game too one of seven from the field for four points and you're right he's on a big contract there and someone that they probably would really be counting on to do a little bit more from there even someone like Kaminga Woods played four minutes in that game he'll probably have to step up a little bit in draymond's absence there i mean Unless they try and play a little bit smaller there, but I'm not sure. He, he probably potentially could get some... Maybe him or J. Michael Green there might have to step up in, in Draymond's absence, but I think they're in a little bit of trouble, to be honest now.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, they, they do have a great record at home and a bad record away, you know? So mm. it wouldn't surprise me if they do do take these two games, right? So but this is a really good opportunity for Sacramento to go 3-0 up,
1: right, with with Draymond potentially out. Hey, Woods, I noticed that... um. Old mate Thompson's not on go- on the uh, Sacramento's roster anymore as well, is he? So we talked about him last week. Um, yeah, interesting. What do you mean, old mate Thompson? We spoke about him last week from Cle- Cleveland's finest, right? Was on the was no, he was on, no he's on
0: the Lakers. He's on the Lakers.
1: Oh, Lakers, is it? Tristan Thompson's he... on the Lakers, ah, i got my wrong California team. Okay. No, no, he's
0: definitely on the Lakers. I think a guy like Dante DiVincenzo could do with some court time, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that had some pretty big moments in the season, especially when Wiggins was out there, so they could get a bit more from him. Yeah, so apologies for, for getting my Thompson and California team mixed up. But as we mentioned, Woods, it's been a long day, so we're allowed, allowed one or two mistakes, right? That's my one. You're allowed one as well now.
0: Yeah, no worries. So just having a look here. Yes, yeah, so a 14 from 14 from the free throw line in game one. Malik Monk. That was the stat I was looking for, right? Jeez. 32 points, 8 from 13 from the field,
1: mm. you know,
0: putting heat on the rim. And, and that's what I was going to say. Kings have got guys putting heat on the rim, right? Yeah. I mean, the Warriors don't really, you know. They're, they're mm-hmm. not getting the free throw line at all compared to what the, what the um, Sacramento Kings are. So yeah. they need someone who can do that. Jordan Poole maybe could have been that guy, but... You know, he's obviously not delivering, so...
1: Well, he, th- well, he thinks uh, he's that guy, doesn't hurry. he? That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's move on, man. Let's let's talk a little bit about NBL free agency. We already spoke about uh, Mitch Norton going um, to Queensland, returning to Queensland to play for Brisbane. Yep. Let's talk about Luke Travis.
1: Mm. Melbourne yeah. United. I mean, I probably wasn't surprised. I kind of... That was the mail I was getting it was going to be going there, Um and, look, good luck to him. I wish him all the best there. I'm not going to be one of those fans that sort of hates on him. But I do think some of his comments that he was wanting to have a little bit more of the ball and perhaps a better situation, I'm not quite sure why he's now gone to United there. A team, like, let's face it, they're going to be loaded next season. Um, yep. They're doing some um, pretty creative accounting, I must say, so far, I think. Um, yep. and we might see a bit of that. Everyone talks about Sydney and Perth. They might need to look at Melbourne's um, books this year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I've heard people saying he might get one of those um, – Xavier Cook's type roles as United there. But I just can't see it, to be honest. With you. I've got a lot of mouths that need feeding on that team. We're still not sure if they'll end up even having imports or not, um, what the deal is there. But interesting, isn't it? I wonder whether there was maybe something a little bit deeper there. You know, Maybe he just didn't sort of see, see eye to eye with Coach John, really. It's not the sort of thing you're going to say before leaving a team. You're going to try and put a positive spin on it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that, to be honest. What, what were your thoughts on that, that signing?
0: Yeah, look, the big thing was for him to get Uh, The ability to showcase his talents more. Mm. He's not actually going to get that in Melbourne, as you spoke of. So I I thought that a a Cairns or a, you know, an uh, Illawarra would have been a better fit for him. Um, As you said, you look at Shea Illy, Chris Golding, um, you've got. Who else have you got there? Well, uh, Tanner Crab signed Tana
1: recently Krebs, as well. No. So, yeah, I mean, like we said, we're not sure. Joel Wallach, who there? There's yeah. so many guys, I mean, so many He, he likes beat. the shot, doesn't he, Joel? Yeah, he <laughs> does. Yeah. And then
0: Matthew Delavidova potentially coming back. Maybe. Um, and, you know, everyone in, in that United rotation usually plays 20 to 25 to 30 minutes max, right? Mm. So it, it's a bit interesting because I don't think he will get that opportunity to showcase his talents that he, like he would have liked. So yeah. let's see how it plays out. Maybe it had a bit to do with Coach Vickerman. That system, who knows? Let, let's see. All yeah. right, what about the other signings? We, uh, we've we got uh, Anthony Dremick going to Tasmania now, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't think that was a bad move there, getting that sort of veteran presence. He was pretty handy last season, wasn't he? He had a, had a decent season. So yep. I don't, don't think that was too bad a one there. Obviously, we saw Tasmania, I think, on the same day, with this probably on your notes. They they lost um, the big man Matt Canyon as well, who went to the Phoenix, I believe. Um, yep. He was a pretty handy sort of, you know, backup last year as well. Um, Kenyon started, actually, for a yeah, lot of the well, season. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. it, obviously, with Magno sort of, you know, being injured like, like he tends to be, so... Yeah, that was an interesting one. And, you know, there was one move I wanted to talk on as well. I know you might have another one or two there, but it was... Um, no, that's like, Of course, it's my Wildcats. Um, yeah. You know, a bit of a homer there. But they signed um, a player that's playing for the Centre of Excellence in, in the NBL 1 East that I cover there at the moment, um, Ben Henschel. So another WA product there. So you can see their, um, what they're trying to do in Perth. their their three signings so far have all been homegrown you know, WA players there. But really excited about this guy. Woods. only 18 years of age. Um, yep. He's averaging 22-3-5 and 5 in the NBL 1 East for COE. Um. Recently played in the under-20s, WA won the gold medal in that and was the MVP of the tournament. So looking at his highlights, he's athletic, he can shoot, um, seems to have the complete package there. So I'm liking that move. I'm hoping I still get to commentate him as well. I believe it's the last game of the season, so not sure if they will pull him from the team early, given he's he's got the signing for the NBL team. But I thought that was a a good sort of sneaky signing, while i can answer
0: yeah, definitely. And to get him early, you know, and, and lock him in. That that system in Perth develops players really well. We've seen that with Luke Travis, who we just spoke about, right? And mm-hmm. there's many others we can mention, you know, Carl Zunich and etc. over the recent time that have really Well even Harris last there. year came yep, in quite well. Yeah definitely. Yep. All right, well that's great. Um Kings have been pretty quiet, right? <laughs>
1: they have been, haven't they? Somewhat surprisingly there. So yeah, I wonder what they'll do. I mean they might I mean, how many of those imports do you think will be back for Sydney Woods? Look, Walt probably back. He'll get a he'll get a raise Probably Justin Simon. I think yeah, will, I think will we'll be back.
0: Right, right. Yep. and I wouldn't mind going for a, um, a Marcus Lee type. Right, if not Marcus Lee as well. We spoke about it last um, yeah. last week with with the acquisitions Melbourne have made um, of J- Joel Aluchul and obviously uh, Ariel Haporti coming back for another year. Yeah, it makes sense for someone like Marcus Lee to find a new home, and, and Sydney would be a good fit there. I for, think in
1: terms of these imports, and, and you can see the teams trying to lock up the Aussie talent now. And then, you know, when NBA summer leagues and all these things are on, that's when all their scouts will be over there, and they'll be trying to, you know, get the next big thing for imports there. So I'm sure Sydney will be patient, and they'll end up getting some yeah, some sure. imports there. Yeah.
0: All right, so that that's great. While we're talking about NBL, let's talk about NBL one. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. You did mention that you called a few games on Ko, right? Yeah. You also uh, were a guest on uh, Eastcott Game. Shout out to the guys there. Um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your experiences this weekend? Calling a Friday night game as well, how's that? Yeah.
1: People. Well, first I'll talk on going on Eastcott Games. A so big shout out, shout out to Jacinta and Lockie for having me there. So I cheated on you this week, Woods, going on another podcast. No, I felt not. bad about it. But <laughs> um, that was really fun, actually, going on with you know two other people that are you know, equally as passionate as I am. And I certainly know their stuff. They know the, the women's game a lot, a lot more than I do. I'll give them that. Um, but it was great to go on there. They made me feel really welcome. Um, had to name my All-Star 5 for the men's um, in the NBL 1 East, which given there was 13 games in the round last week, that was really tough. So I sat there one night this week, you know, really, oh, should I put this guy in, that guy in? I put Junior Badut in there, Woods, given he scored 50 points in a kill last piece. week. Yeah. Free agent Junior Badut, right? um look in terms of those games i did so i actually wasn't actually aware it was the the ko freebie so game of the week and i got to the stadium and i saw all these extra cameras there i'm like oh hang on this must be the ko game so yeah they have like almost triple the amount of cameras there and it was good so they had you know friends and family in different states and everything in australia that got to watch it and you know they all said that i did a good job i mean they're hardly gonna say it was crap are they woods but um in terms you did of the, do a good job, man. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, in terms of them being game of the week, like, look, they weren't the greatest games, if I'm being honest. Um, so Penrith um, beat the Hills women's team by 27. The um, game in which um, Talia Tapia there, who's, we know, from the WNBL, yep. she, I think, potentially might have torn a calf in that game and went off. So that sort of soured their win a little bit there. But they were a good good team there. Meg Jefferson was really impressive for Penrith. Um, but then the men's team, so both teams came in with a 0-4 record. Um the Hillsmen ran out 40 point winners would so um so former Sydney kings um, dp ben Kierans was just huge in that game um 30 points six rebounds had five steals as well on 13 of 20 shooting so yep it was good to see it i mentioned on the east got game podcast um you know you get close to these these guys and you sort of you feel their losses when they lose and they have had a few losses lately so it was great to sort of see them smiling after the game and everything else like that and probably got their season back on track as they won the next day in central coast as well so and look i say it every week get out and support your nbl1 you know team right so anyone listening or watching this podcast you know around australia you have probably got a local team they've got all the different conferences there go out and watch a game it's really good sort of getting involved that community sort of spirit and everything else like that and getting close and, and personal with some of these players and everything like that so i'd encourage fans to to get behind it
0: and as i said on twitter uh, in support of you uh, really nice to see you supporting our region there in the hills area the greater hills area robbie so Awesome work there. And did I hear right, Jaden Prakash has moved from the playing roster into the uh, medical staff?
1: Well, not the actual medical staff. So he's taken, so those might know Jaden Prakash, he's a gun 3x3 player there. He's represented, you know, some some really high quality teams and that, but I I believe he's taken a gap year. He's setting up like a physiotherapy business, but... It's interestingly, he's been at all the games, so you can tell he's still got that itch to play there. And He was actually having a, a close look at Talia Tapire after she had that injury in right. the game there. So, yeah, it's good to see Jaden still around. I'm sure they could do with him on the court there, but, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back.
0: Awesome, Robbie. Great work. When's the next game?
1: Um, so, well, look, Hills have got a couple of road games this week, so the next game I'm calling is the end of the month playing Maitland. So, Maitland were... Um, um, basically in the grand final, lost to Canberra last year yeah. in the men's there, and they're a really good side there, uh, the mate One Mustang. So looking forward to that. Still waiting for you to come downwards. You know, hey, I, sit, I sit there every week and there's that bar behind me. I'm like, it doesn't feel right without Woods there, you know, sticking a yeah, beer I'll be like there, man. Stuff.
0: I'm sorry. I've had things on for the first few nah, games. All good. Yeah,
1: Your excuse. Your excuse.
0: All right.
1: Well, let's do it. Classic Pax is back. Sounds good. We had that random pack, pack last week, didn't we? That, you know, sort of draft picks pack. It got some decent feedback, but it was a little bit random. But, yeah, what do you got for us It's random. I got
0: the 1991 Fleers. Right. remember
1: those old packs? Yep yep, 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 i tell you what, Woods. One, I think it was maybe even one or two years before these when they still came with the chewing gum in them. I remember sometimes it used to wreck the yes. front card. It was the worst thing. It was the worst chewing gum ever. It was like a rock.
0: Yeah. I remember in America when you bought them. I traveled to America and got these quite, quite a lot. That pink stick of gum, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Orlando Magic, number
1: 33,
0: Terry his Catledge. Ser- Terry Catledge. You, you
1: love when I get the clues off just a jersey number, yep. don't you, Woods? I know you love Yeah, like you're,
0: it. I, I have to start there because yeah. you're really, really good. Terry had a solid season in 1991, averaging 14.6 points per game, shooting 46% from the field. Did floor. we not get his
1: card a few weeks ago as well? We maybe did. two we weeks did. ago we got his card from Washington or a different we team. We did. Yeah. In, yeah.
0: Maybe on the 89-90 hoops, yeah. I think we got it. Yeah. Okay, Phoenix Suns guard number 32. Um, went to the University of Dayton, um, filling in for an injured Kevin Johnson. This guy was the second round. Elliot Perry? No, Nigel, not.
1: Ah oh, yeah, jeez, that's going back that one.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, can't say I've met many people with that first name either. But yeah, I probably wouldn't have got that one no matter how many clues you gave me for that. I, Denver I think thirty-two for Phoenix. I think of Jason Kidd, right? When he played for him. Yep. Denver
0: Nuggets forward. His surname actually has is the same name as a type of dunk you can perform. Okay, all right. He's a six foot eight six foot eight forward. Mm number 30, right? And his surname is in the name of a type of dunk you can perform.
1: All right? Um, uh, so I'm thinking like a, a 360 or a windmill or an alley-oop or a-, a Think of New York. Or, um. What's famous in New York? Uh, the Empire State Building? Really? No. no. Um, like a Statue of Liberty? Yep, okay. Oh, oh uh, Marcus Liberty. Marcus
0: Liberty. Oh, that that was, was a good a, clue, right? got there and then that was good. And that, <laughs> hey, that's those jerseys that we love.
1: Woods. I know we yeah. both Alex English ones of those. So. Well,
0: Dude, I'm, actually going, Liberty, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually going to a 40th birthday party, right? On the 29th of this month. And yeah. the theme is 80s, right? And everyone's yeah. coming up with all these great, great... You're uh, um, just going to rock a throwback. I'm going to wear an Alex English jersey because he was the highest point scorer in the NBA in the 80s.
1: One hey, let's face it, what if that wasn't a theme? He probably still would have won a jersey to that party, yeah. Anyway, probably, right? so probably, man, lose, probably like, man. Probably, like man. Like We've
0: got this guy's card a lot. Um, this is a Minnesota Timberwolves card in the 1991 season, he averaged 18 points a game. He's a forward, uh, six foot six, went to DePaul University. He was the second round 35th pick by the San Antonio Sports in 85, had a very unsuccessful coaching career afterwards. I'm talking about none other than none other than
1: playing with Minnesota at the time.
0: They said, yep. Oh, Sam Mitchell." No, nope. Tyrone oh, Ty Corden, of
1: course. See Woods, you always leave out that he played for the Hawks. I tell yeah, you, that yeah, I always you do, don't I? Say I the Hawks, do. and I oh, know. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, always yeah.
0: do. Always do. <laughs> Underrated, but this guy, like, just walking bucket man. Always averaged twenty over twenty points a game um, with Milwaukee and San Antonio. Number thirty-four, bruising forward. To love play. love to play offense Terry Cummings He was a great offensive player Did
1: he, did he go to ball as
0: well? He did too
1: He did, yeah I was a big fan of Terry Cummings back in the day He could certainly score couldn't yeah.
0: he, That's for sure he, He's a bit like Joe Luala Chul. Never seen a shot he didn't like, right? He'd right, he put, yeah. put him up, right? Like, Yeah um, Okay I've worn these guys very jersey before Okay uh, Minnesota Timberwolves oh. God Something you need to do
1: sometimes When you first wake up in the morning, right?
0: Jerome Poo Richardson. Poo Richardson,
1: that's yep. a great nickname, isn't
0: it? Okay, high flyer, great shooter. Went to the University of Kentucky. This is
1: Charlotte Hornets card. Jamal Mashman, white guy. Oh, Rexy. Rex Chapman. Someone else we've talked about a fair bit on that show as well. Have I worn my Rex Chapman jersey? I don't think I, I, don't think have, I don't think have. I don't think, yeah. He's one on the list I've got to wear one day because, yeah, love Rex Chapman. Still one of my favorite dunks in the NBA dunk. was a simple one, Woods, where he took a bounce with his right hand, flipped it over his sort of back there, and went up and sort of caught it like that. Simple dunk, but I yep. always liked that one.
0: Yep, yep I remember. Uh, this guy, absolute legend, started off on the Showtime Lakers in the in the early 80s and finished off his career playing with Kobe on the Lakers. He's also featured heavily in J.R. Smith's most recent documentary on Amazon Prime as his coach in his rookie season at oh, New Orleans.
1: Byron
0: Scott, yeah, Byron. Hey, Woods. Scott.
1: That answers my question. So you watched that that Jr. Smith show? That wasn't that I did. wasn't too bad. I mean, it was, it was okay, awesome. man. Yeah. yeah, but the one Very I said bad. you need to watch is the the Clutch Academy one. That's the one. You yeah, I don't know. For. I don't know
0: where to find it, man. I need to okay. I need to get that off you. You're right to hook you up. Yeah. Okay. Um, Always compared to Michael Jordan as being the other great shooting guard in that generation, right? And Jordan and him actually ended up becoming pretty good friends in the end. I'm talking about... Did he have
1: as much hair as Jordan? And did he like to glide? Yes. Glide the glide. Nice.
0: Clyde Drexler. Yeah.
1: What's your thoughts on these cards, Woods? What's the go with that massive, like, blue sort of border section? It seems to dominate the card a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? show, show me the back of them. Why we just got like a, it's a bit
0: um, nostalgia because I really like the information on the okay. back of them. Yeah, the text
1: right? actually alright. Hey, did you show me who that was then?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Okay, so we got you, Rory. Sparrow. I was gonna say,
1: if you could have said a clue and said it's a, it's the surname of a bird, and I would have got Rory. Yeah, Sparrow, yeah, yeah. Right? I think I've done he, that before. Right? He's someone me and my brother used to always laugh at that name yeah. when we were younger, sort of thing. So shout out to Rory. Man,
0: mate, Boston Celtics guard, make the Reebok pumps famous. Uh, he was probably looking. He was probably looking on that dunk.
1: Yeah, you'd think he was. Do you remember the ad? Do you Remember those old Reebok ads back in the day? Yep. And it was like, hey, D, D Brown. Remember when yep. he came in, he did that dunk. I think it was, a, it was a Dominique one, a Shaq one, D Brown, and maybe someone else. But yeah. they used to play him all the time on yep, those channels I in remember. NBA games. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, big guard from the Miami Heat. We've pulled his card a few times. Had a solid NBA career. Sometimes we don't speak about him. Went to Syracuse. Uh, uh, the, the Tank? The Tank. The Sherman Sherman Douglas.
1: He was a big guard. I was thinking, what's his listed weight on the back of that one? Because I bet it's incorrect. We've got 220? 6 foot 180. 180? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. 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 He was way bigger than that. He was probably closer to 100 kilos, which is about 220, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they might have been a bit kind to him,
0: yeah. Okay, when we talk about great point guards of the 80s, oh, late 80s and early 90s, sometimes we forget about this guy, right? But he was amazing. Um, and then
1: has a political link with Sacramento. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Johnson. Still, still one of my favorite... I think he might be, yeah. Still one of my favorite in-game dunks woods when he oh, dunks man. over Kemal When oh, he yeah. goes down baseline, he goes up like that and crams it. Yeah. He was a really good player, wasn't he? Yeah, I yep. was a fan of Cage. They drafted by like Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yep, seventh pick in the 1987 NBA draft. Played yeah. only a short time with Cleveland before yep. getting traded to Phoenix. At the trade deadline that year, would have been in the
1: Larry Nance trade or something like yep. Yeah.
0: And finally, we've got Walking Bucket. He's a commentator now. Guard forward um, had a great, great career at Phoenix and Seattle. Usually coming off the bench. Oh, uh, so, like Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson.
1: Hey, Woods, I've got to say, I was on point today, mate, considering so I've had a long, long week with work there. I think there's only maybe one of those I didn't get with the clues there. So, no, some good clues from you as well. I, I like that.
0: Done really well, Robbie. All right. Well, that brings the show to an end this week. Uh, Robbie, why don't you tell the whole audience about where we can be found and all of that?
1: Of course. I'd love to do that, Woods. So, um, of course, we can be followed on Twitter at, at throwbackshoops. Um, we also... Jeez, I don't have my normal notes in front of me as well here, Woods, for some reason. Um, so basically, we're, um, our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, what have I forgotten there without my notes, Woods? Instagram, throwback, throwbackhoops, right? Throwback.hoops. Throwback.hoops. Yeah. That's it. You know I don't go onto Instagram, so I'm not the best at plugging that one there. But um, why don't you tell us about your, your Patreon and everything else?
0: Yeah, Patreon. Great. Please continue pledging your support to us. We appreciate it, everyone. Um, actually send some questions and we haven't done that in a while and when the season's True. winding down, um, we will answer some of your questions, right? We we need to do that a viewer's mailbag shortly. Yeah, Woods. I
1: know I've teased a few special guests as well, so they're definitely coming. We thought we'd just hold back a few you know things just to you know, as the NBA playoffs have heated up, but once the series get a little bit shorter and we go more to the one one game a day and the games there's less games to talk about, we've got some good guests lined up to come on as well, for sure.
0: Awesome, Robbie. Looking forward to it and hopefully uh over this um Anzac weekend we've got coming up we can sit down and watch a lot of nbn and and, here's one for you
1: woods will the hawks still be alive when we record next week no no okay yeah because game three saturday yeah you're probably right i'll probably be all over hopefully they are anyway let's 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 be optimistic
0: all right well it's peace out from robbie and me and the whole throwback hoops family any final thoughts brother
1: no, look, as I always mentioned, get out and support your NBL 1 team. Watch some of these NBL, uh, NBA playoffs as well. There's some, some great games going on at the moment. Can't wait to do it all again soon.
0: See you next week, guys.